Rama, Rama, Hare, Hare, 
Thanks, everybody, for being here today. It's a very, very auspicious day, right? Gita Jayanti, and it's Christmas Day, and it's Ikadashi. So I thought I would talk about those uh, those topics, and I forgot to pick out a verse to read <laughs> to start us out. So I think maybe, uh, let me read from Srimad Bhagavad Gita as it is. And we'll just read a, uh, a verse. That I just picked at, at random. So I'll just read the Sanskrit. Okay, this is from uh, chapter 15. It's text number 5. Nirmana moha jita sangha dosa adyatma nitya vinrita kamaha dvandvir kumu vimukta sukha dukha jamner gachanti amudha padam avayayatat Translation. 
Those who are free from false prestige, illusion, and false association. Who understand the eternal. Who are done with material lust. And who are free, who are freed from the dualities of happiness and distress. And who, unbewildered, know how to surrender unto the supreme person. Attain to that eternal kingdom. So, I am going to speak about uh, Christmas today, about Lord Jesus and Ekadashi, and also about Gita Jayanti. So, uh, thank you again, everybody, for tuning in, everybody that's online, uh, which is pretty much everyone, right? If you're listening in, thank you for tuning in to, uh, I think, maybe Facebook, or if it's on Zoom, or any of, the, any of the media that you're using to listen, maybe it's the radio. Thank you very much for tuning in. We miss you. We miss uh, getting together uh, as devotees and having our Sangha of devotees. But these are uh, difficult times, and this is Kali Yuga. It's the material world. So part of what Krishna does during Kali Yuga is he sends wonderful devotees who help us, right? He sends uh, amazing personalities to come and assist us with the task of getting out of this material world, of understanding who is God. So uh, obviously one such personality is his divine grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Ki. Jai Shri Prabhupada. So um, it was suggested that it would be nice to uh, discuss, to reveal some of the things that Sri the Prabhupada said about Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm going to read some quotes and paraphrase some things that Sri the Prabhupada said about Lord Jesus Christ. And <clears throat> Sri the Prabhupada was uh, trained by Christians in Calcutta at Scottish uh, Church College, I believe it was called. And so Prabhupada had obviously was given a full uh, dose of Christianity. I'm sure he had to study it and learn it. And so what is it that, what is it that Srila Prabhupada felt about Lord Jesus? What did he think of Lord Jesus? And it's very interesting. We know that Srila Prabhupada said, well, he is our guru. Lord Jesus is our guru. And he's our guru because he's teaching us how to love God. And that's pretty much what what I think of when I think of what the Srila Prabhupada say about Lord Jesus. And of course, today is the anniversary of Lord Jesus' birth. It's, it's the day that it's been chosen to celebrate that birth. So it's a wonderful thing. And we'll see why from what Srila Prabhupada has to say further. Let's go deeper into what Srila Prabhupada had to say about Lord Jesus Christ. This is Shrita, a quote, Srila Prabhupada. Jesus Christ, he is the son of God, the best son of God. So we have respect for him. He sacrificed everything for God, even his life. All devotees must have respect for Jesus Christ. And this is a, a very important uh, uh, understanding of what a guru will do. He sacrifices, she sacrifices himself, herself for their disciples. Even to the point of their life, 
He, Lord Jesus, even gave up his life, sacrificed his life and was crucified. So Prabhupada says all all Vaishnavas must have respect for Jesus Christ. Sri the Prabhupada's spiritual master had very great respect for Jesus Christ. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur. Sri Prabhupada said that. Sri Prabhupada also said, He's the Son of God. Represent, he's a representative of God. He had no fault. Still, he was crucified. He wanted to deliver Krishna consciousness. But in return, they crucified him. They were so thankless. They could not appreciate him. We can. We can appreciate. We respect and give him all honor as a representative of God. So how do we, how do we uh, respect our spiritual master? By following his instructions. And we don't uh, treat him in a way that uh, we indicate that we're thankless. We want to give back our debt. We want to pay back our debt to our spiritual master. We want to show how much we, th- we want to thank him for what he's done for us. For Srila Prabhupada, for the Guru Parampara, for all the Acharyas that made it possible for the next Acharya, for the next Guru, for the next disciple to come who is there in front of us, giving us instruction and helping us so much in Krishna consciousness. They have to be honored as a representative of God. So Srila Prabhupada is making that clear that Lord Jesus Christ is a representative of God and He deserves our respect. And so... Srila Prabhupada also said the message that Christ preached was just according to his particular time, place, and country. Uh, It was just to suit a particular group of people. We adore Lord Jesus Christ and offer our obeisances to him. And so a lot of people say, well, uh, you know, what about his teachings? His teachings were a, a pretty long time ago. They've come down. They've been translated, retranslated. They were uh, discussed. They were debated at many times after Lord Jesus left, right? So, Srila Prabhupada is making it clear that Krishna comes as Guru again and again and again. Just like we know that Shrita, that Krishna speaks Bhagavad Gita again and again and again. Whenever there's a rise in irreligion, Krishna will come again and speak Bhagavad Gita. So he, Krishna comes once in every day of Lord Brahma, right? Eight billion, six hundred million years. One time in eight billion, six hundred million years, Krishna will come. And we know that Krishna spoke Bhagavad Gita originally to the sun god. Vivasvan, and then he spoke it to his son, Ikshvaku, and then he spoke it to others. And so it's passed down this way. But what happens? Bhagavad Gita, the teachings get lost. They get forgotten. They get changed. They get politicized, right? So Krishna says, I got to come again and speak Bhagavad Gita for the benefit of everyone. But it's difficult to understand what Krishna says. You read Bhagavad Gita. I read Bhagavad Gita. Someone else reads Bhagavad Gita. We can get three different versions of what Bhagavad Gita means, right? So how do we know what Bhagavad Gita means? 
We only know what it means if we take it from a guru, from an acharya, from a person that understands it and explains it to us, right? Otherwise, we, we can't understand Bhagavad Gita as it is. Srila Prabhupada added that. Bhagavad, he didn't just say, this is A.C. Bhakti's Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, founder, acharya of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, Bhagavad Gita. He, Srila Prabhupada was clear, this is Bhagavad Gita as it is. Because all the other Bhagavad Gitas are not as it is. They are poetic. They are flowery. They are uh, uh, speculative. They are not... Uh, the, the persons, most of the persons that translate and try to give us Bhagavad Gita, oh, thank you, Prabhu, do not themselves understand Bhagavad Gita. So I got a little bit ahead of myself here. We're going to talk about Gita some more in a minute. But let's read more about Lord Jesus Christ. The point I want to make is Krishna sends Shaktivesha avatars, right? Empowered personalities from the spiritual world to teach love of God. And he's doing that again and again and again. There wasn't just one. It wasn't just once Lord Jesus is the only one. No. Srila Prabhupada came. Before him, Bhakti Saraswati Thakur. Before him, Bhakti Manod Thakur. And going back, we have Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. We have the six Goswamis. So, very, very important to uh, realize that Krishna doesn't send us to the material world and then say, I forget about you. I wash my hands of you. I don't care about you anymore. I'm not interested in you. No. Krishna keeps coming again and again in the form of Bhagavad Gita because he speaks it and then others repeat it to each other. And then when their brains get to where they can't understand very well, they can't just remember everything they hear because it's Kali Yuga, right? then it has to be written down. Then uh, our brains can read it because in previous era, previous uh, yuga, or previous uh, yugas, people could remember. They hear it one time, they remember it their whole life, right? So it was an oral tradition. So with the advent of Kali Yuga, we had to start writing it down for the benefit of the Kali Yuga Vasis, the people that live in Kali Yuga. We can't understand it the way they did in previous ages. So, um, this is debated a lot. What's the source of Gita? And it's very clear. Krishna tells him himself in the Gita itself. He explains why he has to come again and again to teach Bhagavad Gita. So, in the same way, Krishna comes again and again as spiritual master, as Shaktivesha avatar, and teaches love of God. So, we should adore we should offer obeisances to these uh, uh, personalities like Lord Jesus Christ. Srila Prabhupada emphasizes that Lord Jesus Christ gave mercy and compassion. He forgave his oppressors like all Vaishnavas do. Asked God, the Father, he asked Krishna, Lord, they don't know what they're doing, please forgive them. When they were crucifying them, right? They treated him horribly. They beat him, they whipped him, they dragged him along the streets, made a show of killing him in front of everyone, put him on a cross, nailed him, nails through his body, you know, crucifixion. And this symbol is very uh, extant today. And in fact, Sri Prabhupada, he was, he was, you know, over, you know, he, he was really sad to see 
this symbol of the cross because it shows they killed their guru because they wanted to be sinful. They killed their guru. And yet that guru, Lord Jesus Christ said, Lord, forgive them. He, he, he came to give them love of God. Compassion and mercy personified in a personality that wanted to teach love of God. And they killed him. But he, he didn't, he wasn't, he, he, he still said, Lord, please forgive them. So, Jesus Christ, this is Srila Prabhupada quote again. Jesus Christ is an example of how one has to suffer in this material world simply for the matter of preaching the message of God, right? All of us here, most of us listening, we know that's the, that's the goal of life. That if we want to get Krishna, we have to give Krishna. We have to become preachers. We have to become like Lord Jesus. We have to become like Sri the Prabhupada. We have to follow in their footsteps and try to give Krishna consciousness to other others. Now we're going to suffer. Why? Because you're going to suffer because the body doesn't live forever, right? There's birth and death constantly cycling, right? And in between birth, old age, disease, and death. So there is going to be suffering. But if we're Krishna conscious, if we're trying to give Krishna to others, then that suffering is for a purpose. And it's not just something to lament and say, oh, so sad, I'm going to leave my body one day. I didn't have enough enjoyment. No. You dedicate your life to giving Krishna to others and then the suffering, you begin to understand what is the purpose of suffering. What is the purpose of suffering? The purpose of suffering is to make us surrender to God. Make us turn inward and say, who, who am I really? Am I this body? This body's diseased, but it, and my head's okay. I don't, it's not me. You know, I'm not my body, right? I'm a spirit soul. And that soul is going to have an existence beyond the body. And so we want to uh, understand this uh, aspect of what the guru does and how can we be like the guru and give Krishna consciousness to others. Even if we don't understand it perfectly yet, right? Prabhupada said that's okay because the means is the same as the ends. Is the same as the end, right? You chant Hare Krishna to be able to chant Hare Krishna. That's amazing, isn't it? Where else can you do that materially? You can't say, I'm going to be a brain surgeon and go cut, go start doing surgery on someone's brain. No, you have to work up to it, right? But in Krishna consciousness, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the deities, Sri the Prabhupada, the gurus, they say, chant Hare Krishna, start now. Chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Now you won't understand Krishna is in his name the way Srila Prabhupada understands it. Because he is the expert surgeon. He is the expert guru. He is the expert acharya. So he understands it. But we begin the process by doing that same thing that you will even do once you understand Krishna is in his holy name. Then when you chant Hare Krishna and you understand Krishna is really in his name, you're overwhelmed with ecstasy. Because it's Krishna. Krishna, uh, uh, one of the Goswamis, uh, Rupa Goswami, wrote uh, Vidugta Madhava. And he says, 
I don't know how much nectar is contained in the two syllables Krishna. Because it's unfathomable. It's, it's impossible to estimate how much nectar, how much enjoyment, how much sweetness is in those two syllables. Just those two syllables, Krishna, right? They're not material. It is God's holy name. Krishna, His original name. The name that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna, tells us to chant. He says, chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> and so, uh, this process of Krishna consciousness, this process of learning how to love God, begins to reveal within our hearts that, that wow, God really is in His name. That there really is nectar in, in saying Krishna. And there's even more nectar in giving Krishna to others. The book distributors, Namsharanya Prabhu is here. He's like working so hard to lead the effort in Dallas, North Dallas, North Texas, to distribute books on his Guru Maharaj's order, right? That's Srila Prabhupada's order to his spiritual master, his spiritual master order to his disciple. And that's there for all of us, right? Give Krishna to others. And our family business is to print books and distribute them to people. And this uh, is, is, is what Krishna wants us to do. To follow the instructions of the spiritual master. So Lord Jesus Christ is an example for us all. Um, final comments that Srila Prabhupada said about Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, because of other sins because of others' sinful desire for sinful behavior. He sacrificed Himself. This is the determination of a devotee of the Lord. They're so determined that despite the difficulties, despite dealing with disciples that don't understand, that behave badly, they don't give up, right? Like our gurus, we all know, they didn't give up on us. They never give up on us. So Shida, Lord Jesus Christ sets an example that Srila Prabhupada followed, and all of us must too. We can pray to Lord Jesus Christ today for His mercy, just like we pray to Srila Prabhupada, we pray to Bhaktivinoda Thakur, to the Acharyas, to the Goswamis. We pray to them, right? Please help me become a, devo become a better devotee, become a Vaishnava. Because we're on the path of pure devotion, right? But we need help. We can't do it alone. And that's the point of having a guru. And um, my upbringing, my life, I was raised in Christianity. And uh, I have a, a real debt to Lord Jesus Christ. Because when I was a kid growing up, I was lucky. I was sent to uh, parochial schools, to religious schools. So we got education and we got religious instruction. And I always had religious instructions growing up. So I feel a great debt to Lord Jesus Christ because he led me to Krishna consciousness. And when I first joined, I was uh, interested in, in vegetarianism. I was becoming a vegetarian because, you know, Catholic Christians, they give up meat during Lent on Fridays. So that, well, why isn't that a good idea all year? <laughs> so, you know, it's good to give up meat, period. So I did and I was able to still you know, eat and enjoy food. You know, I didn't like freak out. Say, oh, I have to eat meat. No, I was able to give up meat. And so I feel very strongly that Lord Jesus Christ blessed me in a special way. And I felt bad because I didn't want to turn my back on Lord Jesus. So I prayed real sincerely. 
I went on a, a retreat, a place called Montserrat on Lake Dallas, beautiful Jesuit retreat house. And it's a silent retreat. So I said, this is it. I'm going to go to this retreat. And if I hear anything against Christian consciousness, I'll know. Okay, I was, I was kind of asking the Lord to tell me, if you're unhappy with me becoming a Hare Krishna, let me know. This is it. Because I'd already signed up for this thing. So I thought I'll still go. I was worried. Are they going to have food I can eat, right? So it was a three-day, it was a three-day uh, silent retreat. And through the whole course, a, a, one of the priests leads the, leads the retreat and talks to you for a couple hours a day. You do mass, you pray, you do all these things. And the whole time he taught a course in Krishna consciousness. He just didn't ever say Krishna. He would just say God or Jesus. He never, but he understood Krishna consciousness. And to the level that I understood Krishna consciousness, he was saying everything that I knew about Hare Krishna at that time. So he, he was getting it as a Christian. He was getting it from Lord Jesus. He was understanding who is God the Father. That love of God is the goal. So I was like, it was so wonderful to me to have it confirmed. And, and they always had nice vegetarian food. I didn't have to eat anything. You know, so there's plenty to eat. And it was an amazing experience. And I really, at one point, they, they, they ask you, you know, to really pray sincerely, get a message from the Lord. And, and God really will speak in your heart. Super soul's there, right? And when you really need, just be quiet and, and think and pray sincerely, Lord, I need your help. I need, I need to understand this. I'm not getting it. Sometimes, super soul will just tell you. You'll just know, right? It's not like you hear a voice or there's thunder or anything, right? You just, you get an intuition. You get a feeling. You get an understanding. This is right. And I got the understanding at that time. Yes, go this way. This is what I want you to do. I want you to become a Hare Krishna. Because Lord Jesus will bring you to the Father. So Lord Jesus brought me to Srila Prabhupada and the movement and to Malkrishna Maharaj and this, this temple. So I'm so grateful to what... Uh, my forebears did for me, my early gurus, you know, your parents, the priests, the people that are involved in your life. All those people help you to get to where you are. And so we, we owe them a debt of gratitude, right? So in addition to the debt of gratitude, we all owe to Srila Prabhupada, which is unpayable, right? We can never pay it back. I owe to Tamal Krishna Maharaj. I could never repay him for all he's done for me. So I want to sincerely surrender my life, surrender my efforts, Give myself fully to the Krishna consciousness movement and preach to others, give Krishna to others. That's the way we say thank you, right? Because it's thankless, it's not being thankful if we turn our back, right? And don't follow the instructions of Guru or don't associate with devotees. Devotees are the most wonderful people on the planet. There's lots of wonderful people, right? But devotees are special because they're Vaishnavas. You say, well, I know some devotees and they're all doing all the best things right now. Everybody's struggling. Everybody has a different makeup inside their heart, right? But everybody, everybody that's even just shown a little bit of interest in Radha Kalachanji, in Hare Krishna, in Prabhupada, in Gita, in the books, is special and is on the path. Now, they may fall off the path, but they're going to get back on it. And if you're on the path of pure devotion, you're a pure devotee. Okay, it's not not right this second, but it's going to happen. You know, you're going to be a full-on Vaishnava because you're following, and Krishna is going to help keep you on the path of devotion, and that's such a wonderful thing. 
that we look, we should, when I look at other devotees, I'm trying to remember that, that they are, they're Vaishnavas, they're pure devotees. And so when, when we can give that kind of respect to each other, that's the way Prabhupada lived. You know, he gave all respect to others, not even if they were God brothers or, or any, anyone. He just was a, an incredible gentleman and gave, gave, uh, uh, people could knew that he was a sadhu just by looking at him. They could sense he was a spiritual personality, and and so his his that that sweetness, that Krishna consciousness that he had, he wants to give to others because a guru, a Vaishnava, a devotee like Lord Jesus Christ, they're compassionate. They don't want to see people suffer. They want to give Krishna to others. So the examples that they set are there to help us with the difficulties that we have to face. Because you say, well, oh, this sounds good. I want to be a preacher. I want to be a book distributor. But then you go and do it and it's hard, (laughs) right? It's not easy. Krishna puts up barriers. Maya puts up barriers. What's the biggest barrier? Our own mind. We're living with the worst enemy that we have on the planet. Think of the worst person you ever met in your life, right? Your worst enemy. I, I, I knew a guy in grade school, just hated my guts. He fought me all the time. Anytime he got a chance, he'd start a fist fight, start a fight or wrestle or, you know. I was like, what is his problem? <laughs> he just didn't like me. <laughs> and I never got, never got, we never like made up, became friends or anything and I moved away. But I remember that guy. I'm like, man, I hate that guy. <laughs> he hated me, so I had to fight him all the time. That's literally like what you have. Somebody who's even worse than that in your own mind, <laughs> right? Your mind is your worst enemy or it's your best friend, right? And it's it's probably harder for Westerners than y'all are here. Y'all are from, from Nepal and you're from India. And so it's like for Westerners, it's just... a it, it's it's even clearer. Your mind is your worst enemy, you know, because we're raised in a society. There's so much sense gratification, and the mind becomes uh, attenuated to it. It becomes uh, attached to it. So you got your mind, and it's pulling you each way, right? You know, you got to use your mind. You got to make. You got to corral your mind, right? You got to put a lasso around it. You got to control it, and say no. The intelligence is higher than the mind. And my intelligence tells me to follow the example of the Acharyas. Follow the examples of the spiritual masters. Wow, does this work? Yeah, it does. <laughs> if you follow the instructions of Sri Prabhupada, then you will feel Krishna conscious. You will actually be able to understand that you're not your body. If I'm not my body, then why do I want to use it for sense gratification? You know, it's time to, to t- time to come. You've all heard that ter- expression, come to Jesus. Christians like to say, it's, we're going to have a come to Jesus meeting. That means we're going to come to the guru and we're going to say, guru, I understand. <laughs> I'm not supposed to do these stupid things. I'm supposed to be God conscious, Krishna conscious. I'm supposed to follow your instructions. And if you follow Jesus's instructions, you'll get love of God, right? It's clear to me from my study when I studied the Bible and Jesus' teaching. Now, there's a lot of junk that's been thrown into Christianity that's probably not 
appropriate to Jesus' teachings. But that's for, for other people to wade through, you know. Krishna, super soul in the heart, will help anyone who's sincere, right? If whatever, whatever they're trying to go through, have to go through, Krishna will help us. But I wanted to talk too, because today is Gita Jayanti, so in a little while, I think maybe this afternoon or late morning, we start up uh, Gita Jayanti. It'll be on Zoom, so it won't be here. And everyone's going rep- to read the whole of the Bhagavad Gita. And what an amazing opportunity and amazing time to connect with the most famous discussion of all time. Is there anything more famous than Krishna's dialogue with Arjuna? And, and, yeah, is there any two people that ever spoke any time that was more famous or important than this dialogue? Nothing. You know, the sages of Namsharanya and the, uh, the uh, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, Pariksit Maharaj was going to leave his body. So Sukadev Goswami comes and he speaks the whole of the Srimad Bhagavatam. I mean, that's pretty important too. But people don't start out with the Bhagavatam, right? This is the introductory course. <laughs> this is Krishna talking to the warrior Arjuna. This is Mahabharat, right? This appears in the middle of the Mahabharat. Giant battle. How many men died in Kurukshetra? Like 600 million in two weeks or so. Three, two, three weeks. There were lakes of blood, rivers of blood. It's just, it, it, it's, it's unbelievable. It's horrible to think about. But it was what had to happen because Krishna says, I want to help people to understand who am I. So the whole of the Mahabharata, the whole of all the pastimes of Arjuna and Krishna, the Pandavas. So Krishna can speak Bhagavad Gita to Arjuna. And put Arjun into a, a situation he didn't want to fight. So Krishna has to say, let's sit down, let's talk about this. Let me explain to you why you should fight. <laughs> it's not a book for uh, pacifists, right? <laughs> Some people say that, Bhagavad Gita, it means, you know, it's for peace. Peace is there, yeah, we should be peaceful. The ultimate peace is not to kill animals, right? That's the ultimate peacefulness. But... There comes a time that you may have to fight, right? And if you have to fight and you know it, then you got to fight. And if Krishna's telling you, hey, I want you to fight, then you know you got to fight. Uh, <clears throat> Lord Krishna explains everything in the Bhagavad Gita, right? Time, energy, who we are, the souls, the jivas, Krishna, the material energy, the spiritual energy, the marginal energy, right? Because we're both, we're spiritual and we're material. And basically, the whole point is, get in touch with the spiritual. You're a spirit soul, you're not your body. Quit trying to identify, quit trying to use a material or to find a material solution to a material problem. It's not going to get better because there's just death. Death is there. You're not going to be here forever. So there's really no solution. The only solution is to find a solution to death. And the only way to do that is to apply a spiritual solution, which is Krishna consciousness. So, uh, Srila Prabhupada states in the preface, in the preface to Bhagavad Gita, as it is, Srila Prabhupada says, our Krishna consciousness movement is genuine, historically authorized, 
natural, and transcendental due to its being based on Bhagavad Gita as it is. Our movement, our Krishna conscious movement, as inaugurated by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada, is based on Bhagavad Gita. It's based on Srimad Bhagavatam. It's here to bring people in, to expose them to this literature, to expose them to this knowledge. Because this is the only way you can get out of the material world. Nothing else is going to work. And we cannot understand Bhagavad Gita unless we get it from someone who explains it to us, who even understands it himself, right? We have to get Bhagavad Gita from, from, from an authorized source, from a person that's not just, uh, you know, into Sanskrit, wanting to, to you know, uh, uh, translate Bhagavad Gita to give a flowery, poetic version, you know, the field, the know of the field, and all this. You know, they don't understand it. If you don't understand it, you can't teach it. So, Sri the Prabhupada, well, let me first say, Umapati Maharaj told us a story one time. He said, you know, when they, he was uh, one of the first disciples of Sri the Prabhupada, Umapati Swami, and he, he said, you know, all of us had read Bhagavad Gita before we became devotees, because it was a popular book of the time, hippies and counterculture, you know, just people of that era, they read Gita. He said, but nobody understood it until we got Sri the Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita. We couldn't understand, you can't understand it until you read Prabhupada's Gita. And I was the same way. And I was real attached to some flowery Gita translations because I'd read it before I came too. And it was, it, at first, it's, it's, uh, you, you, after you read Prabhupada's Gita, you come to understand, wow, this is the real, this is real knowledge. Srila Prabhupada actually understands Bhagavad Gita. And, 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 and that's the key. So, uh, the Krishna consciousness movement is essential for human society, for it offers the highest perfection of life. How this is so is explained fully in Bhagavad Gita. So this is Srila Prabhupada, I'm paraphrasing Srila Prabhupada. The Krishna consciousness movement is essential to human society. For it offers the highest perfection of life. How this is so is explained fully in Bhagavad Gita. Everyone should know God. We should know that God is great. And we should know why. How God is great. It's not enough to just say God is great. We should know why God is great. How is God great? And you get that from Bhagavad Gita. We should learn who is Krishna. Why is he great? Because he is all attractive. He's all powerful. He's all knowledgeable. He's all renounced. Everyone should know God. Know he is all living entities are eternally servants of God. Unless we serve Krishna, we must serve illusion. In different varieties of the three modes of material nature. Goodness, passion, and ignorance. Unless we understand transcendental knowledge, spiritual knowledge... We're just in illusion. We're just serving illusion under goodness, passion, or ignorance. And we wander through the cycle of birth and death constantly. That's all there is. So I want to uh, finish up by reading the end of the preface. Uh, Prabhupada makes a really beautiful statement of how it all comes together. And this was uh, 
this is from the preface of Bhagavad Gita as it is by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada Ki. People in general, especially in this age of Kali, are enamored. They are enamored by the external energy of Krishna. And they wrongly think that by advancement of material comforts, every man will be happy. They have no knowledge that the material or external nature is very strong. For everyone is strongly bound by the stringent laws of material nature. A living entity is happily the part and parcel of the Lord. And thus his natural function is to render immediate service to the Lord. By the spell of illusion, one tries to be happy by serving his personal sense gratification in different forms, which will never make him happy. Instead of satisfying his own personal material senses, he has to satisfy the senses of the Lord. That, that is the highest perfection of life. The Lord wants this, and He demands it. One has to understand this central point of Bhagavad Gita. Our Krishna consciousness movement is teaching the whole world this central point. And because we are not polluting the theme of Bhagavad Gita as it is, Anyone seriously interested in deriving benefit by studying the Bhagavad Gita must take help from the Krishna consciousness movement for practical understanding of Bhagavad Gita under the direct guidance of the Lord. We hope, therefore, that people will derive the greatest benefit by studying Bhagavad Gita as it is, as we have presented it here and if even one man becomes a pure devotee of the Lord, we shall consider our attempt a success. A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, 12th May, 1971, Sydney, Australia. Jai, Prabhupada mentions that uh, he had uh, in the preface that he had had to do an abbreviated Gita the first time he published it. He wasn't happy with that. So it really wasn't until 1971 that he was able to present a full Gita. So he says that in the preface. And then we begin the introduction to the Bhagavad Gita. Does everybody read that? Isn't it amazing? Srila Prabhupada's introduction to the Bhagavad Gita. It's, it's like it's a condensed Gita itself. It's got everything in it, Prabhupada explains so much and it's maybe uh, 15 pages or so and it's just incredible i love to read the introduction and uh, of course i don't read gita enough so i'm gonna read some bhagavad gita today and listen in and uh, as the devotees read bhagavad gita uh but i did just want to mention that in what I just read from the end of the preface of Srila Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita, as it is, is, is the, the, the importance of guru, the importance of association, the importance of understanding Bhagavad Gita by being a member of the ISKCON movement. That's what's really required. 
And, and in our own experience, don't we all know that that's true? You know, we're very fortunate. I, I get to live, you know, at, by, across the street from the temple. And y'all come all the time. Some live close, some live far away. But wherever you live, excuse me, you have to take advantage of the association of the devotees. And you can associate with them now so many uh, wonderful ways. And one, like, like anyone who's listening now, thank you again for tuning in. Uh, you're listening through technology, right? You don't have to be here. You can listen, and you're listening. And if you've listened to class today, thank you again for tuning in. Please forgive my inability to properly honor or, you know, give my give better understanding of these topics. But to the extent that I'm able to, I, I appreciate you listening in. And I just want to uh, uh, thank you again and say, please keep trying. There's difficulties in the world right now. We're all wearing masks. We're all being very careful. We're not going out. And so let's, you know, we're homebound a lot of times, right? So let's not get discouraged. Let's see this as Krishna's plan to uh, put the world on notice a little bit, right? You, it's not going to be blowing and going like this forever, guys. You know, a little tiny bug can wipe out everything, right? And if this this COVID bug was more deadly, you can't even imagine. I mean, there's viruses that are way worse than COVID. There's a hantavirus that has like a 70, 80% mortality rate. If you get hantavirus, 80% of the people, 70, 80% of people who get that virus will die, period. Right now, I, I think coronavirus is like one, two, three percent maybe of people who get it die. So it's bad. And society's reacting in a nice way to say, look, we don't want people to die. That's a nice thing. But it's, 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 it's a wake up call. Krishna's taken away so much sense gratification, right? No movies, no bars, no clubs. <laughs> don't go out and do these things. If you do, you're risking death. And so people say, I don't care. I'll take a chance and die. <laughs> Fine. But that's what they're doing anyway, right? So, but this is a chance. Why don't, why don't, hey, let's learn from this. What, what is, what is, what is, from what's happening in the world, what can I learn from it? You know, we can learn the difficulties are there to make us turn inward and say, Krishna, I want you. God, please, you know, help me. Reveal yourself to me. Okay, I was trying to stop and then I started again. Sorry. So, Thanks again for tuning in. I think we're going to open some presents and make some announcements. Uh, I don't know that we have a lot of presents to open this year because we're sort of COVID bound, but we're going to try to face the camera here. And uh, thanks again. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki. Srimad Bhagavad Gita Ki. Shishi Kalachanji Ki. Srila Prabhupada Ki. Iskan Guru Ki. Assembled Devotees Ki. Devotees, key.